2: Okay, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Bet Online, our exclusive wagering partner. Bet Online, of course, where you get all your action on NFL football, NBA basketball, about to get started up in the coming weeks here. And Bet Online AG is the place you want to go. More options to wager than anywhere else online so online today take advantage of all the great mid-season bonuses offers and contests. bet online your online sportsbook experts use the code clns50 when you go to betonline.ag once again betonline.ag code clns50 to get you 50 percent off your initial deposit all right welcome in and that's a wrap that's the show <laughs> goodbye Bye, guys yeah. <laughs>
3: One two three, Cancun. <laughs> yep, the this Celtics
2: lose again. This is as much of effort, a, right? This is as much as I have to say.
3: <laughs> That's it. That's unfortunate.
1: So For the you first had time the Celtics have left John speechless. Look at that. I'm, well, you know what,
2: Bobby's going to say something that'll upset me more than what happened tonight. I'm sure. So yeah. I'm going to let Bobby go. Go go. go yeah, to you start. feel that too, right? Go ahead.
0: Well, now the pressure's on to do it. Uh, I all I was going to say is that. You had a sense coming into today was what Brad said pregame that the team's kind of packing in at this point. Uh, They're in a good position to lock up seven. They obviously have some guys with some bumps and bruises here. So it wasn't surprising to see Smart kind of packed in and we probably won't see him the rest of the way i'd imagine rob we definitely won't see the rest of the way as he tries to recover from that turf toe i just wonder and shirard and i were kicking this back and forth to start this one why is tatum playing heavy minutes on a back to back why is tristan thompson still out there as he deals with a pec strain you're pushing those guys and holding others back and you still don't even win the game you kind of you said there in this game that you thought the celtics were trying to win john I didn't see anything that pointed that out today. I
2: didn't see it from an effort standpoint. I saw it from a strategic standpoint. You started yeah. Tatum. You played Tristan, who wasn't a hundred percent. You played for. I like I said, we can debate what the merits of starting Tremont Waters tonight. I understand the philosophy. I think you wanted him to kind of hound Sexton a little bit. That was the theory behind it. I'm not saying it's the right call, but he clearly played the best. Pl- what he thought was the lineup. To win tonight's game but yeah. I just didn't understand any of it you know like you know what's the well, point well, of playing if you're not really going to try what's the point of keeping Tatum out there till 30 seconds left in a fourth quarter of a game that had been decided for a while like why is Tristan playing heavy minutes like what are you what was the what are you doing what are we doing here
3: Again, the- no.
1: Well, with Tatum, I, I think a lot of that has to do with them thinking that they had, that was enough to beat the Cavs. You guys don't think that? I, I mean, I know that's not what it looked like when we watched it, when we watched it unfold. I
2: think when they started, yeah.
1: Yeah, but I, I don't, I mean, to, to what Bobby's saying, you know, about Tatum, um, I think they put him out there to obviously get him another rep, get him a 30-point game, you know, get him going and and close this out. You know I what, though? I thought that this the- was going to be enough to close it out.
3: Joe Swate, that that's such bullshit. If that was what they were thinking, um, you don't put a guy out there just to get numbers. That's part of the problem. That's part of the narrative that's so. Yes, many he's still for all movie. NBA. Yeah, yeah, but this was a different approach. putting guys Sherrod, out there though, to get numbers, but that is different. I mean, especially, you were, especially
1: in the second half. Look, he was attacking. He wasn't doing those steps. He was more quarters. in the
3: second half, no
2: question. In the second I mean, half, it, for my, the first my, my, time,
1: Brad was actually making plays for Tatum out of the timeout. I'm like, okay, great let this galvanize the entire team. But that's obviously what that's not going to happen, right? This isn't that kind well, of team. You this, know what? Here's, but here's the thing about Tatum their, though. That's not their identity
3: anymore. Or You ever, don't have to call identity. plays. You don't have to call plays for Tatum because Tatum is going to call his number. The ball is going to be in his hands more than anyone out there. I don't understand why would you risk him in a game like this where you're, you're standing is not going to be significantly impacted one way or the other. And you are, again, If you are serious about maybe we can get the gang together and maybe we can make a little bit of a push, why are you rolling the dice that he's going to stay healthy when you're already down smart? You're already down Jalen for the season. You're already down Marcus Smart tonight. You can't play Kimba on back-to-backs. He's literally the only source of significant offense that you can count on and rely on. Why in the world would you put him in harm's way against a Cavaliers team that literally had nothing, nothing to gain by winning this? Yeah, no, we back, none. To back.
2: they even it looked like they wanted to it looked like when they got up, then they're like, shit, are we
1: don't want right. to win. And they took right. Kevin
2: Love out, you know? They right. took
1: Kevin Love out. It's like, no, Celtics, c- come get this one. They're no, like,
2: come get, leave, like one. You. Right. You yeah. come get it. I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna leave this <laughs> W here for you. You guys want to
1: come get it? It's
0: insane. It, this like, is no, just great. like the Thunder game. They're
1: we're like, s- stick with the program, Celtics. Come on, you're supposed to take this one.
0: Yeah, I thought i I thought the Cavs competed pretty well throughout this one. Love especially. He really took it to them. This, I, Yeah. And Okora was sensational on Tatum. That's a guy I've loved for a while now. Uh, yeah, it's just...
3: He's been doing but, that. But you yeah. know, and this is but that's what bad teams do. They compete. They, yeah. they know they're not going to win. They know that they're not as talented as who they're playing. So the only way that they can save face is to play relatively hard. And that's what Cleveland did. I didn't think Cleveland played significantly hard and tough. They, frankly, they did what they were supposed to do. They've got some young, athletic guys out there. Those guys play like young athletic guys do. They're going to make some plays off seer effort. They're going to miss some plays because they're not as talented as you are, which we saw them miss a bunch of layups all game long. And more nights nice than not, they'll lose by eight. They'll lose by 10. They'll feel good because they played hard. But if you don't show up, if you don't play with comparable effort, you're going to get your ass kicked like the Celtics did again tonight. I guess a team that came in, what was 11? I think 11 in a row they'd mm-hmm. lost. You can't, you can't be the stimulus if, if, package for bad teams to get that one dub every month. You if I'm Indi- if I'm Indiana
2: and Charlotte, I am frigging killing myself right now. You know, like absolutely, like oh, gimme, gimme, gimme. You know,
3: absolutely. Uh
2: get me into that eight seed. I get. I'll. We're gonna coast into the playoffs here. Just what you know, we'll we'll take care of these guys right quick, and we'll be sitting, you know, sitting pretty at huh? seven.
0: That's the interesting thing about this is are the Celtics checked out for good or are they checked out until that game? It's it hard. Check, it's it's, when it matters, you no. check
2: out, you can't check back in. It doesn't yeah. work. It's well, all over. I, I you don't I, all of a sudden, it's like a fight. You're in a fight and just decide, I don't want to fight anymore. You're not gonna all of a says
1: That that spoke volumes, right? When he said that they're gonna have to assess everything. In other words, that yeah, but stunning to work. me.
0: Like that's what he
1: meant by that, right? He couldn't say it in layman's terms, but that's exactly what he meant. Like we have to assess everything. We have to see if it's worth it. We have to see where Marcus is, where, you know, everyone that's been battling injuries, why sacrifice the beginning of next season? You know, especially when you look at this timeline, you know, looking ahead, as, as a lot of us are doing with Jalen Brown. I mean, you look at the timeline. He's set to to start next season, you know? So, I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world. See, of I,
0: course, I took that more. To
1: think about. Everyone else's health too. It's not just about Jalen resting and, and getting.
0: Yeah, back. you're right, and and I took that more as going into the playing game. Not that we're going to bow out of the season, but we need everybody available, ready, and fresh for that playing game. And this next week or so doesn't matter here. But, but you, that that makes it a wonder why they handled Tatum and others the way they did today.
3: What ha- point, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter whether they're checked out or not because right now everyone that sees them on their radar. Is 100 percent sure they can beat them, and they know that all they got to do is play hard because yeah. that's the Achilles' heel of this team. Bobby, they don't play hard enough to win. And Bobby it's out. Things, yeah. yeah, and the teams that we're talking about that they might have to play like Indiana, Indiana. I think their their effort is, is kind of it fluctuates, kind of like the Celtics. Charlotte, no, They're, they can't beat Charlotte playing the way they do. Charlotte will out hustle them, out work you know, them, you know and that is- will win.
1: You know who the subs are going to look like? They're going to look like what Philly looked like in that first round. Do you remember yeah. Philly? Philly last that year. hollow shell Philadelphia 76ers team where you who was missing
3: a, one of their key guys?
1: Right. right, missed one of the key guys. But you know, and B doing whatever he wants, but it just it didn't matter. You know, even against that Celtics team, <laughs> Philly might return the favor. As dominant as as most of us thought that that they were going to be in that playoffs. That
0: so, would be a that would be a funny flip if they yeah. end up in round one against Philadelphia and it it's a sweep oh, the yeah, other
1: yeah. way. So Bobby, yeah.
0: to your
2: point, you know That's the funny. thing you were talking about. You know that we, we all flipped out about a, a couple of games ago, which is like Celtics should still be able to handle whomever in the 7. I'd be stunned if they won the 7-8 game. I'll be stunned if this team wins the 7-8 game. I really would be. And then it comes down to can you beat one of these other, whoever's scraping in that 9-10 slot to, to sneak into the playoffs. And it doesn't mean they can't. Of course, uh, an A-plus effort against a flawed team like a Charlotte or an Indiana, of course they can win. But, I mean, I would – if you're t- where am I putting my money? I'm putting it on the other guys right now. Uh, without without much question. Oh, Bobby conveniently leaves.
3: <laughs> He'll
2: come right back.
1: Well,
3: I we'll know. if Robert, where well,
2: he's gone, thing- he fell. Bobby's gone. If they like the
3: Celtics' <laughs> defense, he just
1: disappeared.
3: No one to be found.
1: Yep. Why <laughs> that's that's exactly you- what it's like?
2: <laughs> Why would you re-enter the room when you're not there? Is he a ghost? All right. Yeah. Anyway, I'd be I'd be shocked right now. I mean, I, I'll, I I'm shocked if they if they if they if they win if they win that seven eight game.
3: And that's well, and it's sad because all you're really wanting them to do at this point is to compete, play hard, give yourself a chance to win the game. You don't have to. And that that was the, the beautiful thing I thought about. The second Miami Heat game, for the first half at least, it looked like they wanted to win the game and they were competing. They weren't pulling ahead. Miami wasn't pulling ahead. They were actually engaged in the game. And that's what you want as a fan. You just want them to show that they actually give a rat's ass about winning that game on that night. But when you go to Cleveland, even if it's a back to back, and even if you are shorthanded, shorthandedness does not, it should never ever affect your compete level. Because whether you got a full 15 or just six of you, you still have the you have the opportunity to compete. And that's the frustrating part about this team. Yeah. How many people
2: and again, you know, I know it's a personality thing, so it's hard to say, like, okay, Tatum looks like he doesn't care. I think that's unfair sometimes. Jalen mm-hmm. Brown's kind of that guy too. He doesn't have that thing. But like, I just I would think the losing would affect them more in a more outward way. You know, like you'd see more displays, you'd see more anger and frustration. It almost just feels like, like it's... They've you know, accepted.
3: accepted this is accepted. their fate. Yeah, and that's it, the yeah.
2: sad part. And again, yeah. I know this is like bullshit media, body language stuff. I'm just saying, when you're watching, let's just take it from a casual observer standpoint. If you're watching this team, do they look torn up that they're underachieving? That right. They're they don't. They don't. They look like you are very much have accepted that like, hey, this is who we are, and this is where it's going to go, and then that's that.
3: And when they talk about it afterwards, you don't get that that sense that this really pisses them off. The fact that they are not playing as a team as well as they should. They're not competing as a team as well as they should. And I don't understand how that happens. Because when you are a team and you have a high level of expectations for yourself and you're not meeting them, and even if there are injuries and health and safety protocol and all these other issues, that should not take away from the anger and frustration that you should feel. When things aren't going the way that you want them to. And right. with this team, you just don't see, you don't hear. There's nothing that indicates this team is having a crappy year. Uh, and, and that that that's troublesome because it should yeah. there should be a <clears throat> tangible sign among the team that they're pissed about this.
2: So who 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 do you guys who who tried tonight? Okay, like if you're looking at F. Cornette. Smith. Cornette was great. <laughs> I thought Cornette was great.
1: Was. You, need to make yeah. that a, you need to make that a two-second meme. It's him saying Cornet just now. Burnett. you see the
0: joy of his face? Every game he plays in, it feels like he plays good. I wouldn't
1: go That's that far. That's all I'm saying about I'm him. I wouldn't Pritchard. go that far. On that note, I'm going Peyton Pritchard. Uh, we talked about a little bit better. I wish we started Pritchard. Was good. Before we hopped do. on, we talked about it a little bit. Sherrod and I, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if he's still in the doghouse for those rough starts. I don't know if this is that tough love from Brad Stevens, but what's the deal? Uh, why no, you know what Peyton it Pritchard? is? I don't mean, know. He's started. done this all year. He it's thinks the that
0: could Brad thinks that if he staggers good players into his bench unit and in the starting unit and mixes up some of the rotation guys that they can have better flows throughout the game. But what it's really done this year is gotten them off to horrible starts in these games. And it happened again tonight. I thought Waters was not well connected with his teammates there. He got taken to a little bit on the defensive end by Cleveland's guards. And I, I, I I just didn't understand yeah. it. I get what you're saying, John, because yeah. he's that defensive specialist kind
2: think of. thinking I don't I wouldn't have done it. I would yeah, have that I done, My, done my that
0: problem too. my yeah. problem with the thinking is that he's not in the rotation to begin with. So why that's would he start? Why that's would he right. start? That's yeah. a good point. Is you're, it's, you're it's,
3: not, like it's not like, right, it's not like a guy. It's not like a couple years ago. It's not like a couple years ago when you had Gerald Green who came out of nowhere and was going to start not line up for the playoffs. Gerald had actually played he was a rotation guy at some point during the regular season. So it wasn't as if he was some guy that you had to dust the mothballs off of and just kind of, you know, prop him up there and get him ready to go. He was a guy that simply just fell out of the rotation after having been in it. Tremont was never in the rotation. And yet you're giving him starter minutes? I mean, Tremont, when he has been at his best, he has been a nice off-the-bench, change-of-pace kind of guy. He has not been a guy that you put with your first group to help jump, get you guys off to a great start. Pritchard and his shot making, I thought could have been really beneficial. It would have given Fournier another guy that when Fournier wasn't hitting right, right away, he can pass it to Pritchard and Pritchard would take some shots, maybe help him get going. I I don't understand the I do and I don't understand what Brad's trying to do. I just don't I don't agree with what he's trying to do. I guess that's the best way to put it. Yeah, it's
2: strange. You know, play the again, guys that man. you
3: know are going to play for you. He's still
1: and I mean still you know, trying to find it, you know. Yeah, and to answer your question, John, I mean, he he tried the hardest, in my opinion. I mean, look at the way he stuffed that stat sheet. What was it under? Was it under twenty minutes? Uh, Twelve points, eight rebounds, four assists. You know, one steal. You know, like I just think maybe Brad thinks he's maximizing his. You know, to to use what Bobby what Bobby used to say about Robert Williams, he's maximizing his potential and and that
0: keeping No, that could minutes, be true. Yeah, and we've seen him under for 20 struggle. Minutes we've seen you know, pritchard struggle Cleveland.
1: against starters this year I,
0: I know but i
1: mean you're you're out of options it's here colin sexton i mean i don't know
2: let me ask you this again get the I, rookie some
1: you know get look a challenge.
2: there's a there's an understanding and again like i said i you can understand when one person goes out to not insert pritchard into the lineup but in a very simple way to look at this four of your best players are out tonight Pritchard is one of your four best bench players, okay? Your two best guards are out, and the guy who plays the most minutes at at that position, who isn't smart or Kemba, doesn't start, is very weird, okay? It's very simple. If you trust him to play any minutes, Trust him to play starters minutes when you have literally nobody else. Well, not only that. I understand it when it's one guy missing and you've got your full lineup and you want to keep him with the second unit and preserve continuity. You're missing everybody. So play the guys who actually play for you. Instead of some guy, as Sherrod said, you're dusting off, you know, I, I, it was just not out there. He's not out there playing with these guys. It's just bringing a guy in off the street and being like, "Hey, you want to play with Jason Tatum? It's yeah. cool, you know." Like yeah, we need one.
1: We need one. Yeah, man. we
2: just need <laughs> one.
3: <laughs> I got. I got this. I got this right, 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 right.
2: Yeah, got we, Ryan, got Ryan, we got nine. We got nine. Doing the stretches, you know. Is yeah. you know the Woody Harrelson, doing the head, you in know. the corner with his headphones on. Yeah, yo. yo hey. <laughs> It doesn't make sense. It, it that's very simple logic. Like one of the guys actually plays a lot of basketball for this team and the other guy doesn't. So what yeah. are you starting the guy who doesn't for? Yeah, I don't get and it. This also, is I mean, we... my God. You played and Carson hasn't
1: been that bad. Either, I, you know? I said
2: I wasn't gonna get mad. You said you're playing Carson Edwards yesterday for no freaking reason at all. <laughs> and then today, when you're out 40 guys, you don't bring them in at all. How, like how are you supposed... four
0: minutes? <laughs> and then how are at the you end, supposed... How are you supposed to build something? And we've talked about the amount of starting lineups that they've had this year. I think it's probably 35, 36 at this point. That's not just because guys have been moving in and out. It's because Brad has had a variety of ideas of how he's wanting to go about it when guys do go out. Some nights it's Shemi. Some nights it's Grant. Some nights it's uh, Neesmith getting mixed in like it was tonight. And then two to four nights this year, it somehow became Waters being a significant part of not only the rotation, but a teammate – to the people in the starting lineup, which doesn't make sense to me, not only strategically, but you're not building anything there because he's not going to play in the playoffs and he's probably not even going to be here next year. So what's the point?
3: Again, I think the, the starting Tremont's... people in the lineup. I like that.
0: <laughs> what's that?
3: That's a low key troll in Tremont right there. A teammate to the to the, to the uh, guys in the starting lineup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but You're no, a different I mean... kind of yeah, – <laughs> yeah. That's a good start. the
1: motion.
0: Yeah i love waters but we're seeing it he's don't he's just that. Not... don't
2: even say that you don't have to yeah. you don't have to you don't have to give him the he's nice tag just forget it <laughs> it's, it's not right? us it's you yeah. i mean yeah. it's not you it's us what do you think of what he's nice nice
1: no it's he means not well as always he's that he's nice. he means well He tried. Nice. tried. you don't want him tried. around it's an effort yeah
2: Good hustle, kid. Um, good. So, uh, so, who's who's,
0: hi- who's here next year and who isn't?
2: I might not be here next year. <laughs> <laughs> can we do this again? Oh. Come on, man, John. You have. I'm seeing at the end of the
0: into
1: ro- the contract.
0: Bro. I'm I'm back next year. I'm in on next year. I I'm think seeing you can the of, I'm seeing on. the Cancun you know oh. situation oh. now. Even if, I was, even if I
1: was in on next year, I'm not doing this right now. No, like No, no. This team doesn't deserve that. They don't deserve a. You know, it's, it's 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 I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. No, no, absolutely not. No,
0: but I, but who who on the roster is probably not here next year? Jimmy. Jimmy? <laughs> I'm thinking. Damn, I'm thinking. And I, and o- and I genuinely Houston. like Jimmy, but I, yeah,
1: I, I I do too. I, I, I saw him today, and I was literally like, "This guy's not in the NBA next year." Like, it just crossed my mind. Like,
3: someone will no, someone will pick him up. He'll he'll he'll, he'll be picked up. Yeah, Waters. He'll, he'll be somewhere. Waters. Semi,
2: I see a lot of 10 day contracts in Semi's future and maybe a trip overseas. And and one of those
1: games is good, has to be against the Bucks because that yeah. that's that's on a scouting report. Like
2: he's he's surprised if that's
3: the team that picks him up, though.
1: He's pretty Why good he's... against Giannis, right? That's what I'm saying. Man. Maybe a team in the East that's that's trying to match up, you know, against Giannis.
3: And you know his best game of the season will be when they play the Celtics, you know that, right?
1: So oh, I feel like absolutely. everyone
2: tur- I feel like everyone in the last like 72 hours turned
1: on smart. Semi will drop 17
0: it's not about turning on smart. It's just a legit question about who's on the edge here on what's going to be an expensive roster. What's his contract. And what's his future look like? I think again. I someone tweeted me today and was like, "You guys are putting this all on Smart. I I don't think that's what we've done at all. We've pointed out some of his flaws with it and you know shortcomings this year. But I think overall, he's actually fought pretty hard to fix this situation. He's been hurt. He's been out of the mix and off off the ball and stuff like that at certain times. But strictly talking about his contract, his age, which I couldn't really figure out the other day but now I know. <laughs> 24 is a 25 plus 26
3: 28. and, and another like, how free
0: long agent, he he keep going and another free agent to be in Fournier. It's a legitimate question. Plus, I'm John, I do think he has value around the league. Well, uh, it's not about whether he has
3: value. It's about whether there's anything you can get in return. I don't I don't really care so much about what other teams think of it? What are they willing to give up? Yes, me, exactly. That's the, that's, that's the big difference. That's the concern I have with Marcus. I, I there's no question that teams mm-hmm. around the NBA like him, but how much are they willing to give up to get him? That's that to me. That's is, always been the case. Right. Exactly. And, and, and that's where I'm not sold on the Celtics being able to do something with Marcus that they're gonna feel good about, that they're gonna get yeah. a good return on. Now, if if it gets to the point where they realize, you know what, we're just not going to plan on re-signing him, we might as well try to get some assets right now for him, then that's that's a different conversation. But if we're talking about whether Marcus Smart has tremendous value to the point where teams are willing to give up fair market value assets for him, I don't think that's the case. Yeah. I just don't. I, I don't think teams, are because one, I think because of the kind of wear and tear that he's put on his body, I think that is something that teams are a little concerned about. Two, he's not making a ton of money, but you know, if you make a deal for him, he's going to expect significantly more. Are you willing to commit to an 18, 19, 20 million dollar year Marcus Smart down the road? Probably not a lot of teams are willing to do that. So, those are some of the things that if you're Danny Ainge, you got to be thinking about how can I get value for the guys that I'm probably going to lose anyway and get enough value where I can flip that into something of significance for my team sooner rather than later because they need to make significant changes, not in terms of getting, you know, top 10 player or anything like that. Significant changes as far as reconfiguring their roster. This team, the way they're constructed now, you can't have a Tristan Thompson as your starting center next year. You can't have, you know, three, four, five guys, you know, who you've been in your program for two or three years, not playing. Where does that doesn't happen when you, when guys are on your team for more than two years and they haven't played they're not on your team anymore. Again, You're finding a new home for them. Right. Yeah. So with, really with, with that Taco, works. Tremont, you know, you look at uh, Shimmy, he's been kind of in and out. Um, You've got to find a new home for those guys if they're if you don't plan on playing them significantly. And, and, and there's again, a reason why you don't play them because they're not they can't help you win right now.
2: And very simply from a value perspective, you're talking about a guy entering a contract year, okay Bobby, what did Evan Fournier in a contract year making $17 million net then get the get Orlando in return? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah.
3: Nothing.
2: That's, that's what I, what I mean. It. Is like what so yeah, assets are on Two Two right. second. That's nothing. It's that not the deadline. No. I, I understand a- that, but you know, you're going, you're going in to get a guy for a year who's
1: a rental. Are you gonna? That's are you gonna give up no, I, real, real yeah, see, assets
2: there? See, that's
1: no why, so many, way. That's why no so many way. people differ on this, on this, on this market Smart things because everyone sort of uh, has a different. In terms of his value, we're not quite sure what other teams think, and I think a lot of people, especially in Boston, a lot of people have different, you know, opinions on on, on where how valuable Marcus Smart truly is. I just don't know if during the offseason season is the time you try to cash in on on trading someone like Marcus Smart. You're not you know? going
2: to get better. That's the problem with Marcus and that's Smart
1: too. Yeah, right. You're not going to get better. Like so you're yeah. going to have to. That's what I you know, said like from the start. Marcus Smart the right. does
2: not. Mark, you, you are better for keeping him than anything you can get in return for him. Because again, that's why. and that's the Bobby, Sherrod hit it on the head. That's always been the issue. It's not that Marcus Smart isn't a valued player on the league for what he does. It's that you don't value him enough to give anything of value for him. You know, so that's the thing. You're not giving up first round picks or young assets for a player like Marcus Smart. And so he's great, much greater value to the Celtics right now. It'd be the same thing with Kemba Walker. You can't trade Kemba for equal value. What he gives you on the court is way better than what you're going to be able to get in a return, given his salary and age and uh, no, injury. No, and, and, and so ultimately that's why you're stuck running it back. I'm sorry, Josue. I kind of jumped in, but that's the whole yeah. that's the whole ball game with there.
0: And ultimately, or, you're better off for keeping him on a fair deal after next year. I, I agree with you there. It just does this team have the stomach to bring everything back at the prices they, no,
2: they have virtually no choice that's and, the and
3: that's and, and yeah. that's the umbrella that they are going to be walking under as they bring these guys back this is a team that we had to bring back because we didn't have a choice and all they're going to use the health and safety protocols they're going to use yep. injuries they're going to use every yeah. all of the explanations that we've talked about at some point to justify why for they're doing that and, six, and, and for months. them they can and for them and the players it's going to be an opportunity to really find out what's whether these guys, frankly, get it. I mean, you're getting a second chance to run this back even when you probably didn't deserve one. Are you going to take advantage of the opportunity? Are you going to play with greater effort? Are you going to not be seen as a soft team? Because that's what they're seeing as right now. Anyone that has a Celtics on their schedule feels we just play moderately hard. We're going to win. We're gonna win. They have become that team that they would demolish in past years. That's who they are now. Right. And if they play, if they play Philadelphia in the, in the first round, this would be the one year where Doc Rivers can take a three-one series lead and feel pretty good that they're gonna to go to the next round.
1: <laughs> pretty oh, good. Oh man! Oh man! If the Celtics get one, if they get one, uh, and you know. that's
3: assuming, and that's assuming right, that's assuming that can that they can get out of the playing tournament. Right, which is right, it? Is exactly. an assumption that I'm not sold
0: on. You know, it's still yeah. an interesting one though when it comes to smart Alonzo Ball. No, I look, no. I, I'm still thinking about ways to get it John, done. I'm working the trade machine over I here. Know, I, bless your heart, Bobby. Bless
3: your
1: heart. <laughs> I'm looking at John, Wait for him to get to, to, to get mad. Well,
3: I, again, you I, know I, where I am on I, I just, just don't think, think that the Pelicans are going to make that happen. There's
1: the nothing, nothing. I think the Celtics I, 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 I can put I think
3: that. it's more about the team that he's playing for than it will be the Celtics. I think. I, I think. I just don't think the
0: Pelicans are going to
3: get a, a, a kind of offer from Boston that will make them want
0: to do something like that. They might have no choice if he's leaving. So that's the thing. What? It's just does. Boston have the ability to wrote enough money? Yeah, you're back there?
2: into you're back into John Collins uh, and um, and Lonzo territory. If those teams don't want to pay him, those will be interesting names that come up. Because it's, okay, is this the point where they take salary matching and assets because they, they're going to let them walk anyway? You know, do you do that? Perhaps. Um, that could be the only thing I could think of. Um, but that's, you know,
0: I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. Um, I mean, the, the two names you hear that they have the most flexibility to move going into the next year is Thompson as an expiring, Smart as an expiring. The value there isn't great. Can you imagine a GM
2: of, of a rival market trying to sell to his fan base why he traded a really good player I think you
0: can sell for smart, though, Thompson. especially if you're the Pelicans who play no defense whatsoever.
3: If you can get a second-round pick for Tristan, yes. I think
2: the reality is, you have to give away a first round pick to get rid of Tristan, (laughs) which you're not going to do with that one year with that money, but you're not going to get anything.
0: Here's the thing we go too far. If you got a second round pick, you would ship him tomorrow. I, I guarantee the Pelicans, the Hawks, the Mavericks, some of the most defensive challenge teams in the league with smaller guards. And that need help defensively in their backcourts would be thrilled to have smart, especially teams that are trying to form an identity and make a playoff run for the first time. But not for anything real. They're not giving up high draft picks or real or young players. Nothing to get you better. You know depends who it is. That Pelicans one's interesting to me. It's just Ken Boston wrote enough money elsewhere to work the contract in. Because you really like to pick up a guy like Ball who has future potential, who can stay here long term and who can age with the Jays um as well as uh with, you know you
2: can do ball with maybe neesmith robert and a couple of firsts and 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 make the salary matching if you wanted to really unload everything that you have yeah if you threw every asset you have at it maybe you wrestle a piece like that away but you're giving away a bit you know yeah um, but
1: robert, robert would have had to have been completely healthy now you know impressive showing it, it would have been march time that two, being
2: said this is the type this is a small nagging injury, not one of the ones that like were like red flag injuries. Coming he's, out. Be no, back he's got the so many of those,
3: John. That's amazing. It's right. like every it's other month there's a different list. nagging injury yeah, how that how he's dealing it with. Lists,
1: especially for big guys. Like, yeah. if, if bad, like, that's not good. It doesn't bode well for how, you know, historic how typically pan out.
0: Yeah, no, you're probably right. Um, I think he's going to be back for the playing game. I think he'll be good to go for it. But we'll see. Yeah.
3: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, even if he's back, how long is that going to last? I mean, is he going to be back for a game? Is he going to be back for a quarter, a half, the rest of the tournament? Uh, How long long
2: is that usually persist, John? The turf toe is supposed to be if you just – they just say – anywhere from two to four weeks it's mainly a rest injury he's not Mm going to be within that range of it being well you shoot it up and you play through some pain tolerance and then it is what it is i mean he tried to give it a go and was a mess you know after a few it was very clear he just didn't have that spring it's just it's sprained ligaments in and around your toe it's it's just painful um and it's usually, I mean, it's an NFL. You see it in the in, in the NFL. Right. Usually those guys are out a few weeks, but it lingers. Sometimes it kind of stays stays with people. Um, so I, I don't know that we I mean, by the time this season is over, which could be as soon as like a week, even if it's into round one of the playoffs, I don't know there's enough time for him to like be a thousand percent off of this. Um, you know, I mean he was on the court a few days ago, so I well, mean he hasn't he, even really begun resting.
0: All he really has to do is rotate defensively. And make some passes offensively and you're not going to get the full effect of him but it should help to some degree um yeah but with, with robert i don't know if he can just mentally
3: confine himself to do just those things because remember he's a guy that plays above the rim he's yeah. a guy that That's how uses he his athleticism. and that turf toe is a bigger deal for him than let's say someone like luke Cornette or right. someone like you know who doesn't necessarily play off their his athleticism than,
2: yeah hugely uh-huh. Hugely. Um, uh, well, let we'll just let everybody know, we're not going to go all night tonight. It's a back-to-back, and it's just this game, man. I, we're all going <laughs> to, you know. Uh, but we are going to do the locker room thing. We'll probably head over there in about 15 minutes or so um, and, um, and chat it up with you guys a little bit. Um, so make sure you download it. Make sure you join us. We want to hear from you guys. Um, yeah, as always, um, you know, it's a lot of the same story, but there's definitely um, – Definitely a lot to discuss. How are we feeling? Feel confident they can even sneak into the actual playoffs at this point? Do you want them it's to? It's not that hard. No, they
0: win no, one game. No, well, my biggest
2: question is, do you even want to see it? Like, I, do you want to see them? I yeah, do. I get, do. I do you want to see it because you want to see them humbled?
3: I'm saying, right? I want to see it because I want to see – how they can handle when they're all that talk about your backs against the wall that in the playoffs, that's legit. You have nowhere to turn. Whoever you are, whatever you are supposed to be in the biggest, grandest, greatest moment of the season, you are going to get exposed. We are going to see the, the varnish. The veneer is all off. You are two in the morning beauty. How are you looking at two in the morning? When the deed has been done, no, but that's I do we're see. I kind of want to see that's I why wanna I want to see,
2: see I want to see like four forty point losses to the Nets.
3: <laughs>
0: oh,
3: <shit>. I really <laughs> I do I want to see that. I don't want to see, see that because I, I don't, do. this I don't I think I this leave. team is that bad. I don't think they're that bad. No, but I yeah, want to see
2: it they're... because I want the offseason to be a real gut check, you know? Like, don't. Oh, we did our best. Spirited effort, moral victory columns. No, I want yeah, but then the moment. absolute abject humiliation. Okay. And that's why that. I want them to get into the playoffs. Wiped out.
1: Yeah. The moment the moment Tatum gets hurt, you'll be like, well, see, why do they even compete? They should have they should have bowed out when they when they had the chance. No, I want to see them play. I want
2: humility forced upon I them.
0: I, I don't want all that, but I want, I want
1: them to be on the so I, stage. I, I like the Brooklyn series too. I want to see what they're made of. I want, I, I want, I want to see it unfold and then see what they say after the game. You know, after all that talk that they've been saying all year long, you know, about you know, back against the wall and all that. But then, you know, with the Jalen Brown injury, it sort of gives them you know. but, but then again, you, you want to see them have that nothing to lose attitude, but we, it's not happening. And if, that, if it's not happening that, now, it's not going to just happen, you know, as soon as they start the playoffs.
0: You, you want to see that next one too because of what we talked about with them being able to go small and get rid of their centers, uh, you know, it being a matchup that I really wanted them to compete in all year, but they were just unable to. So from that perspective too, you want to actually see them be able to play up to a team like that and give them some trouble. And like you said, John, it's just going to be so staggering that if they aren't locked in, they're going to get annihilated in an embarrassing way. So that's the ideal one for me. Like I, You want to see them go up against that team right away and have yeah. that kind of challenge thrown at them. Yeah.
2: And, and I want to see them get destroyed. Um, <laughs> 440 point, John. 440 yeah,
1: point
3: Four 40-point damage. Four 40-point losses.
2: Four 40s. anything No, because that's that's payback. That That's our payback. Uh, for for having endure this all year, okay, um, you know we've suffered. Now it's time for them to suffer.
0: Now is um, it better if they get that 12th to 13th pick? That becomes a question about the play in. Of generally.
2: course it is. I mean, ultimately yes. But I want to keep doing this sort of. You know, we're I'm a I'm a friggin masochist at this point. I want to keep doing these shows. I want them to be relevant and in the conversation. So I do want a round of playoffs here. Um, but I do ultimately I want to see them. Up against a massive challenge, and I want to see them. Uh, well,
0: they're playoff team, if, and that's what
2: I want to see. I want to see whatever happens. That's what I want to see. If they put up a great fight, that's a good thing. You feel a little bit better about something. If they get annihilated, great, because they deserved it. And I want them to head into the off with their tail between their legs, thinking about what an, what a total failure this season was, and try to learn and and again come back next year and be like, we can't be that ever again. Can't be soft like this. We got, you know, it's got to be a real gut check sort of summer for them.
0: Yeah, and you deserve a playoff spot four games if you're the 7th seed. Even with everything they've done terrible over the last couple of weeks, they still have a two-game leg up with the tiebreaker on Charlotte. And the league has put a system in place to give a team like the 7th seed Celtics here a leg up on getting in. You get two chances. They're both on your home floor. You don't have to go anywhere. The other team that's coming in for your second try is off of a game traveling after already traveling possibly. So, All the stuff is in place for you to win that game or win the second game at the very least and get in.
3: The problem,
0: Bobby, is that because everything
3: is, is pretty much set up for you to have an edge, this team doesn't play well when they have this false sense of we've got an edge. This team is going to have problems if they're playing Charlotte. There is That team, if I'm the Celtics, would scare the crap out of me, not because of how talented they are, but because they look at you the way all other teams in the league do at this point, and that is they're soft. We play moderately hard. We will beat them. And the Celtics, their response when teams have come at them like that is, yep, yep, <laughs> yeah. yep. They don't fight back, Bobby. And Charlotte is coming in here to fight. I guarantee you they will not. They will not get blown up by the Celtics.
0: I'm not expecting a blowout win. I just, you look and at the. If it some becomes
3: those, a fight, Bobby, who's going to win if it, come, if it becomes a fight?
0: Well, that's the thing. <laughs> look, <laughs> at, look, at, look at some of their wins this year, some of their better wins, like the Spurs game, the Warriors game, even their most recent win against the Hornets, and even that awesome game that Tatum led late against the Wizards a couple months ago. <laughs> They, they played some inspiring games against that middle-of-the-league class there, and I still think they, they'll have the talent advantage in that game. I think they'll finally scramble together the will at that point and have the bodies in place, well, fortunately. Why?
3: Bobby, what, Bobby, that last point you made about scrambling together the will, what makes you think that's going to happen? Because I agree with you on the talent side. I think they are more talented than all these teams we're talking about. But that will to win, Bobby, what makes you think this team is going to have that going for it when we get to the playing game?
0: Because you have to or you're going home. That's all there is to it in that game. I, I, I think they might like that. Yeah,
3: I was going to say, one, yeah. two, three, Cancun. Right.
0: like Let's get out of here. I'm done with that. <laughs> you think, so you Bobby, think that's where Bobby, the I'm team's funny. at?
3: Seriously though, Bobby, yes. I hope you're right. You I really hope that. you're right because I'll, I think this team inside, they should have that desire and will to win. We, we've seen many of these core guys show that and display that. But this season, for whatever reason or reasons, it's just not there. And yeah. I'm not confident that it's going to all of a you know sudden might... manifest itself. I'll in tell you that. Yeah. You know who yeah. I feel
0: good about delivering it, though, is Kemba. The way he's playing right now. Right. Fine. How, mu- how much he wants to be in the playoffs individually.
3: But didn't him and uh, Fournier and Tatum ha- combine for like 80 points the other night and they still lost?
0: Yeah, they did. True, Kimber, they'll be playing more Kimber, minutes. I'm not worried
3: about Kimber bringing it, I'm worried about them finding a way to win. Forget Kimber could go one for 72. If they win by three, good game, and he hits the one shot that wins it, great game. That's not how this team functions. That will to win, Bobby, that you're talking about, I, I'm spot on with you. That is huge. And that's what this team has not shown they have. And, I, and I'm honestly not – like, look, it I said, when,
2: when you're out there, you're going to play. You're not out there thinking, like, I'm not going to try today because I want to lose. But it's like, how bad are you actually going to scratch-claw fight to win? Or are what? you going to accept your fate and accept the outcome? Where you start to look at it and say – is losing the worst thing? You know, like, if you don't <laughs> – but that's really it. If you don't have the mentality that losing is the worst like thing. like that last and game
3: in the AAU tournament. Like, yeah. you know what? Eh. Dude, I, <laughs> I, I say, I'll say this for My ties in Maui. Yeah. I'll make,
1: <laughs> I'll make my You'd own You'd be surprised profession. how much your confidence or your yeah, your your fight to just. I'm not going to lie.
2: I'll make my own professional admission on this. Like every year, year in, year out, you know, doing what I've I, you know, i done for a living. When The, the Patriots have been the, basically in the AFC Championship game every single year. And when they're there and they're playing, you're thinking like, oh, they're going to win. And I'm going to get to cover another Super Bowl. And it's going to be fun. But there's also part of you like, man, that's friggin' long and it sucks and it's all day and night. And then those games that they lose, you're like. That's not so bad. I kind of got my life back, you know. Like you can reconcile it, you know. Like, you know, who, you know, but like, yeah, you're, does, you're like, yeah. I, 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 I actually don't mind the fact that like I'm gonna be able to take it easy a little bit
3: now, you know. Like, yeah, I, because like, like when I was in Detroit and they were going to the conference final every damn year, you know, they they've got a game seven at Miami to go to the NBA Finals, and this was in 2005. And I'm thinking, they're not going to beat you know, D-Wade and, and I really want to go do guys. this. Yeah. So, I'm, so my summer is about to start like in four hours. Damn it, they went on and won the game. Then And then you got to go to San Antonio. And, yeah. and needless to say, had no intentions of doing that. So you're making all these last minute fans. And to John's point, the life that you thought you were going to have gone no. <laughs> just like that
2: the legends vault
3: is chiming in here to defend the,
2: you
0: bobby game seven wow.
1: the cleveland game a game seven when tatum dunked on lebron i told myself before during do not think that something's gonna win this game you know don't don't let them suck you in and thinking to thinking that and the they, Celtics go on their run tatum dunks on lebron and for about maybe seven seconds i'm like is this it? Am I going to cover what? my first NBA finals? And I'm still trying <laughs> to push it down. I'm still trying to push it down. Nope. Nope. Don't get too excited. Don't get too excited. For like six minutes, I was, I was there now, nah, maybe less. And then I was like, Nope, you know, you know how that story ends,
0: but yeah, yeah. I know that was a rough one. Well, You know how Nick feels about this team and he's, he's with me on this. Like it's not that hard to get through this playing tournament. It's not going to take a ton of sheer will. These teams that they're going to be running up against and, The Pacers are looking like a possibility here, given what the Hornets' uh, schedule looks like and the Wizards' list tonight.
2: Bobby, what would the Celtics be if they played the entire season without Rob Williams and Jalen Brown? What would they be? The 11th seed? The 10th seed?
3: They would be Chicago Bulls. You know, what would they be?
2: Like, what are we talking about? Like, they're missing two hugely important players right now. Hugely important on a team that also 30, lost Gordon Hayward from last year. And I understand Fournier is in to supplement a little bit there. But, like, this team would not be considered a, an absolute playoff lock if all they had was Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, Aaron Nesmith, you know, Pritchard. And This was your lineup every single night. They'd be an also-ran.
3: So man, Chicago Bulls.
2: They'd be, there, right, they'd be fine, but you're, you're not a team with two All-Stars. You're a team with one All-Star. You're a team with a lot of different holes. You're a team without a true point guard. You're a team without a true center. You're, you're a team without much depth. This team would be kind of a pushover. So but we have to be real. Like you got to stop thinking of what you're
0: – I'm not just thinking about the Celtics, though. I'm thinking about the Pacers without LaVert and Warren and all these guys falling apart the way they are. Pacers are the Wizards with too. Their- with a question mark about Beal, right. Hayward is Hayward going to play in this playing game? I don't. I don't. I don't know. So. I don't think so. He's yeah. not
3: trending there because he's not even back on the court.
0: Yeah. yeah. So these other teams have question marks they have too.
3: too. Yep. You're right. And and Bobby, and that's the thing that could, could certainly weigh in the Celtics' favor. Well, as we've talked about before, when we're talking about them going to the playoffs and doing some things there, they're going to get some breaks if they're going to make a legitimate run. Hell, even get out of the playing game. They're going to need some breaks they have no control over. Like. No. Bradley Beal not being available, for example. That would be a huge break. Gordon Hayward not being around for sure. Also, huge Miles break. Bridges is also
2: iffy right, right now. So you're right. right. you got a couple of issues with those teams too.
3: And that will certainly impact their ability to win those games. and could very well be the difference in them winning those games. But I'm not convinced that this team is going to play with enough will to win to beat those teams. And to your point, they don't need a lot of will to beat these teams, But the, and which is, to me, the sad part about it. I don't even think, even if you set the the bar ridiculously low, they can meet (laughs) that. This is my
0: point. I'm not making a grand statement here about their potential. I just think that they can beat the Pacers or the Hornets or the Wizards in one game at home.
3: They can. I
0: just don't think they will based upon the way (laughs) they play the play. (laughs) He's right right here. They want vacation. I I can see No, I'm ready. I want
3: want a competitive team. I want a team that's going to compete. That's what I want. That's all I've wanted all season. Joe Sway's you-
0: dreaming of an early bedtime. <laughs> no man, this
1: eight o'clock start killed us too. I'm just thinking realistically, man. These guys, they've never even they've never even been through a season like this. You know, like they're itching. I mean, whether they know it or not, like they're they're itching for the for for the finish line. You know, vacation time.
0: Mm-hmm. No, it is baffling that they lost this game tonight. I, like, this is the kind of stuff that makes you worried that they're not there anymore and that they're looking beyond this season. I, you
2: know, I, I don't know. I, I, Like I said, I didn't have as much venom for this game. Some things were head-scratching. Again, this was a shit lineup they put out there. But you're still looking at things that bug you, which is, you know, general level of effort. Kind of well, they clause, went down by 13 late. Sort of yeah, it's like, then, it, all right, it, if you lose, a, that's one a, thing. A bad start. Absolutely falling apart, getting outscored twenty-two to seven in that stretch in the fourth quarter, where the game got away from you. I mean, Tatum, you know, whatever puts on that late push, scores a bunch of points, one assist all night. As a team, was it thirteen or fourteen assists all night? You know, just didn't weren't doing. Yeah, and again, I know who's out there on the floor. Just there was nothing encouraging about the way that they played. Again, you know, Brad's begging them before the game, like we just got to play with what we've got, the best we can, and they still can't do that. You know, like you expect a game when all your stars are out for everyone else who's in there in their place to come flying around, There's and just it wasn't. At the bit. Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't. You know, not 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 as much as you'd like to see. So
0: tough to see Nismet struggle. Tough to Everybody see. did. Fournier
2: had a sh- had a terrible
3: shooting night, you know.
0: Yeah, it and, and again, the shooting <clears throat>
3: doesn't bother me as much as just guys playing hard defensively. I don't. I mean, if you go O for whatever and you play relatively hard effort wise defensively, I'm good because I know that shots. They're going to have nights when shots don't fall, but you have absolute one hundred percent control over how hard you play defensively every night.
2: You do. Um, you know, this was just. This is a game I wish none of us had seen.
0: Um, (laughs) We have a few more to go.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and it's going to be rough. So we're going to open up locker room in a little bit and go over there and hear from you guys uh, and see. I'll I'll, I'll challenge anybody coming over to locker room. Give me something good. What's something positive? Let's get some positivity. Give me
3: something good.
0: I'll (laughs) I'll give you a positive. Grant Williams, plus three. The only positive among the real Celtics rotation players tonight. I'll start. It I out. thought we were going to make it through this whole episode without. <laughs> you
3: couldn't
1: do it. You couldn't go the whole episode without bringing up, bringing up Grant Williams.
2: I there they up. go. They're on the refresh. He on actually the went. Room.
1: He actually went.
2: I was just, I was bluffing. But Josue, yeah, we can. We need you, buddy.
0: Come on, this is
1: a show. We're yeah. not talking Grant right now, okay? He was atrocious. He played okay. No, he could have been worse. That's true. But it's like it's like the same thing, man. I feel like a broken record talking about him. If he's not making that three point shot, like yeah, he's effective, but that just changes everything. Even if he's making threes,
0: what you know? am I gonna say, John? They're not building toward anything with these rotations, with these matchup based decisions here. I, every game's like a different vignette for Brad that he just mixes and matches things and experiments and. Coming out of this year, I know injuries have something to do with it, but also I don't feel like there's a ton that they built this year. Like Pritchard and Neesmith built a good groundwork, I think. Don't know what's there to build on on top of that, but there could be something. A lot of the young players stagnated or reached a point where they're probably not even going to be here this year. And as far as lineups and rotations go, I know Brad said he had an idea of what it was going to look like come playoff time, but I, I never got that sense at, at at that point that they were perfectly set with what their starting lineup and their bench rotations were going to look like. And I think that's been one of the biggest issues with yeah. them and Brad all year.
2: It's nice. like that. like I, I, I wish we've said from the start, I wish Brent, uh, Brad just picked his guys and went with them. And like I said, we had that little stretch of a couple of weeks ago when it looked like it, like I said, where Neesmith was playing. Jabari, Can you imagine Dome, if they do this in the
0: play game?
2: Yeah and it was like okay great i just wish he'd done that all year you know like these are the guys i want to roll with so i'm gonna force the issue and that's what we were talking about with playing knee smith and giving other guys minutes like these are the guys you're gonna want to go to battle with so just get them acclimated get them used to the minutes you want them to play get them used to the people are going to be playing with and just roll with it the experimentation the in and out and all of that stuff yeah. i don't think did anybody any good
1: but that's um, the, that was the problem john i think I, he never really showed his hand you know we, we we kept thinking we we thought we had it down and then all of a sudden you know we, we thought neesmith was in he was in the circle of trust and then he gets back to back dnps you know yeah it was it was tough for him and of course health doesn't you know injuries yeah. doesn't help that but, i
2: gotta warn some people real you know.
1: quick we're gonna do
2: locker room right now but you might need to update your app before you jump in uh, if we can put the link in the chat if we haven't already and pin it uh we're gonna be headed over there charade's already probably over there but uh it's making me update right now so i will do that and i'll head over myself it too. takes
0: two seconds yeah
2: it takes two seconds so just do that and then come join us but if you guys, while you're waiting to join the room, uh go update now, uh, we'll be heading over and do that uh um yeah, and, and do that thing. Um so guys, what do you think? Um are they dropping they these dropping next two also?
1: Wow, dramatic effect. I like it.
2: Bobby, that's you on as a second person, I think.
0: Yeah, it is. That was my <laughs> strategy tonight, but it didn't work. <laughs> he said that's so all the way back. Yeah, it is. <laughs>
1: sound like dude from uh of confused <laughs> yeah it is. <laughs> Matthew. yeah
2: all right there you uh, go Worked. all right good work all right guys i'm gonna take off i'm heading over to do some locker room with Sherrod, uh josue Bobby. you'll wrap it up why don't you guys head over in about uh 10 minutes here and uh and do the thing with us uh, I'm out. I'll talk to you guys. Yeah, but do you have a
0: big question for us, or are we
2: on our own? I don't have a good one for you guys
0: right now, so I think <laughs> I that was
2: it. Let the, it, let it. It'll be the two. Uh, yeah.
0: I'll Bobby leave it and- Joe Sway tonight. I'll see what's on his mind. What you got? What you got for you? No, I was, I was gonna see what you had for, for us here. I mean, I, I can't pull a ton from this one. Like it's disappointing to, for me, and I, it was kind of based on what I just said. Is there a ton of hope for the young players on this roster growing into something? Because remember last night, Sherrod said, I want to see some veterans come in here. And we're like, probably not. They want to keep it cheap. They want to keep rolling with some of these young players and see if they can develop into something. Shemi's obviously not going anywhere in terms of potential. Grant, I think we've seen him stagnate. Uh, Edwards certainly has. Romeo who knows like he did he was a no show out there again tonight like a lot of the players on this roster just don't seem to have that upside they don't even show you flashes in games like this where they have plenty of opportunity
1: yeah I feel like those are the ones that you know are are on the bubble no matter what I mean those are the ones where you're like during the offseason you know if if they stay if they stay like oh okay maybe they got something there but I mean I, I think at this point of the season and in the situation the scenario Celtics are in right now I mean if we're not seeing Jabari Parker out there, if we're not seeing, you know, uh, who else didn't play? Uh, I mean, does, taco. Do, do they bring back taco? Like, you know, th- again, these are conversations that Danny and, and Brad Stevens need to have. I, I mean, not to say that they didn't have a similar conversation before going into the off season. I mean, I'm sure both of them agreed on Tristan Thompson. I'm sure both of them agreed on Jeff Teague. but maybe it's time to go back and, and thoroughly, you know, obviously Brad's going to go through the numbers and, Do analytics and all that, but, I I mean, from the outside looking in, it it just seems like guys like Robert Williams, you know, Evan Fournier, obviously, we talked about him being a priority for them to bring back, but, I mean, Robert Williams, a healthy Robert Williams all season long, I still want to know what that looks like, you know? I hear the Celtics, you just traded away, or a a couple months ago, you just traded away your starting center and Daniel Tice. I'm sure they want to know what a full, healthy season of Robert Williams looks like, and you saw the stride that he made this season,
0: so that's even makes it even more enticing. The rookies and Rob showed you enough this year that you think there's another step for those guys. There's a right. handful of others That's a here. That's the way that,
1: to put it. The rookies and Rob, right? Neesmith, yeah. Pritchard. Those, I think, those are the three that the Celtics are. But everybody from else, giving up on they're not giving up on those three, right?
0: Everybody else is hurting you in the rotation now, and might not be going anywhere, which is tough. Why is isn't tough.
1: Jabari playing though? Like, why? Why? Like, I, I know he's not like he's not going to thrill you, but like. Can he just get a couple of reps? I just don't understand the logic behind it. If Robin Williams is out,
0: I never, I don't understand it. They brought him in, I didn't have high expectations for him, but yeah, you want to see him play. And he Wait, hasn't. Carson
1: Edwards, the only like, oh, I need any I need points in a hurry. Carson, like, is that his only or one of the no, his only go to off the bench? Cause it isn't anybody else, right? No one else has that role and no one's flourished in it.
0: No, and that's kind of Parker's role in a forward sense or at center. It right. makes no sense. So why
1: not combine that production with
0: Grant? I mean,
1: that's the thing, though. Defensively, yeah, he's. He's a bit of a liability. But we're talking about the Cleveland Cavaliers, I mean, He can't get on the court against the Cleveland Cavaliers. The, the, the just-lost-11-in-a-row Cleveland Cavaliers.
0: Like I just, He probably would have helped. And that's, again, you're not man. building anything if you're not playing him. You're not even increasing the chances, I think, of him fitting in next year. And who knows? He could have a great training camp. He could come in the next year healthy and fresh and right. turn around. But you want to see him meshing with some of these guys now. That's the reason why he's here. You exactly. would think he'd be able to play over Langford. Edwards even Cornette you know I thought Cornette played well but if I wouldn't be going crazy if Parker played over him in certain games when they asked your, Brad your about your boy clocked
1: in damn near 20 minutes man I don't know about all that a little <laughs> too much Cornet Cornette for my liking <laughs>
0: when, well he he does he's done everything so far except make shots which is tough um because he gets open looks really open looks one of yeah. five here um I saw the blocks
1: though. I'm not sleeping they, on that. I saw those defensive stops. I like that. They asked
0: Brad about Parker not too long ago, and Brad said that he hadn't been playing because some more guys were available, and now that less guys were available, you we might see him more. And so it is kind of puzzling that they haven't increased his workload and opportunity uh, since especially Rob is down now. They view him as a four, yeah. as a five that kind of thing. So that opportunity is wide open for from then. Instead, Taco's gotten minutes. Uh, Cornette has gotten a ton of opportunity. Grant has played some small ball five. And Parker is really the odd one out of the entire rotation right now. Is he hurt? Is he banged up? He's is he on right? ice? I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't think that's the case.
1: And I don't think he should have played against Miami, either game. I don't think he, he could have given this up as much in that in that but tonight he kind of but tonight yeah i I mean the the third quarter like it's been the story for most of the regular season but like that first half the Celtics were there the other second half if you need some point production i mean just to close out the third quarter before he puts in Pritchard which he likes to do which i would prefer to see Pritchard sooner but i guess we got a little bit of that today but yeah i don't know i don't don't get it in a game like this
0: i haven't gotten the rotations for about two weeks now and I'm worried that they're going to go into the playing game with a similar approach. Let's figure out what we have tonight. Let's bounce around different ideas. Right. And we're down by 15. Isn't that the biggest reason? Well, what do you like, think? Hey, is the we biggest got Kemba,
1: though, right? Kemba's playing well. It's like, uh,
0: he going to need a little more than that. Well, what's going to help them is they can tighten it up. Uh, they can play Kemba a ton. They can play Tatum a ton, as yeah. well as Fournier, as well as Thompson, probably. Uh, so that's going oh, to help to some degree. I got a question for you, Bobby, but go ahead. But um, are you just going to be – here's my thing. I, these early deficits that we've talked about all year, it's got to be because of the starting lineups to some degree, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the start Because we, we always – we've been saying that before the season even
1: started, how top-heavy this team is and how thin the bench is And, I mean, Jeff T's not even on the team anymore, you know? Like, like that yeah. was supposed to be one of those those guys. He was another starter.
0: Him. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Again, they didn't have 36 different guys available and unavailable all year. They were mixing and matching starting lineups through those stretches where certain guys weren't available. Every single night, they've had different ideas of how they want to attack these games. And the problem with that is you don't have – reliable specialists like grant is not a reliable specialist in most cases uh you know knee smith when they wanted to go with him as a closer he wasn't a reliable 4 stretcher at that point but they viewed him as that brad has viewed these guys as what they can be and in many cases they haven't even shown potential of what he thinks they can be yeah but it, what, what was your question
1: Oh yeah, I was gonna ask you, um, before the game, did you see him, uh Brad was a little testy? You know, like he's uh he, he he's had it with these questions. I think it was uh Corrales who asked um John Corrales oh, damn it, I just had it. What did he ask him?
0: He had a couple questions, so that probably uh <laughs> that probably didn't help. Oh man, I'm drawing a blank right now, man. So what I heard was uh player availability and um Corrales pushback against the back-to-back thing with Kemba. That, that's what
1: it was. That's what it was. Yeah. About Kemba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I could say. Sense... Ooh. It's like, if the Kemba worked, like, why, why go against it and say, you know what? You're going to play on this second half a back-to-back. In Cleveland. Like, that wouldn't have been really smart. Like, everything is working. We just saw the best uh, stretch of games from Kemba that we've seen in the last three years. Like, that's the one thing that works. So, I, I mean, I can obviously going on brad's already probably a little edgy and and he i I thought he was gonna snap man (laughs) i thought he was just gonna be like why would i do that john huh why would i do that Like i was waiting for it then then
0: brad went on the then brad went on the radio and i think sean asked him uh you like doing this media like you know you get a lot of the same questions this year and Brad's like you know I do about 50 minutes I wish we could condense that a little bit <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a polite no from Brad right there that's exactly what that is yeah yeah man I don't blame him I, I mean I, I gotta give him props I mean I, I mean it's not that I dotted the Kemba Walker plan but it was just like it's sort of what we've been talking about the last like week or so right you can't just turn it on in the playoffs you can't just flip that switch Well, he flipped well, it it's- He flipped it well before the playoffs, and it was essentially what the Celtics have been talking about all year long, even before the season started when we we first found out about the stem cell injection.
0: So I have three thoughts about it. It obviously worked, and that's good because it could work again next year and the year after that and put him in position to be successful with this team through the contract, which would be great because he's been a really helpful contributor this year. But the in-and-out thing definitely didn't help their stability. I don't know if they would have been much better if he try to play every game, but you did see them really miss him in certain spots in those back-to-backs, especially when they were missing other guys. And number three, the pessimistic look at it is that you got it this year. Maybe you won't get it next year, the benefit of him being fresh, healthy, and productive. This might have been that last shot at it from him. And it's like what we were he, saying about
1: Hayward before he went down last year. Remember? It's like, man, you got a full season of, like, the best Hayward. Yeah. The best Hayward we saw in Boston, you know, arguably compared to the, the guy in Utah. I mean, completely different roles. But for, for what he did in, in that slot, that third-man role, a four-man role, like, it was it was huge. No other team had a weapon like that at least.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, what worries me is that if that you role. used it, if you use that productivity on this year, if you receive that rather, and you don't get it next year, it, it was it was almost a waste this year because they're not going to get anything out of how great he's playing and how great he's looking at the end of this year. Unless they can make a little noise here at the end. And he might be a big part of that. I still think he uh, could be the gonna key. <laughs> I
1: thought you were going to say, oh, unless they can, he can, they can turn that into trade value and
0: <laughs> do you, you want to trade time. him I like i again i said this about a month ago now i'm done with the trade ideas for him i just want to keep him around and get what you can get out of him because he's been awesome no i agree with that no,
1: no i'm just saying i thought you were going that route yeah
0: because, you know, no and i heard people like bernadoni said oh maybe they can train for horford i don't want to do that and i don't want to give him up for nothing yeah no i, like, don't, I, I don't,
1: don't i don't mind him but i mean obviously the health is, is a concern but from what we've seen does that carry over to next year if it does you know that 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 puts the Celtics in a good position. And listen, I talked about a, couple, a month, a couple months ago, people, you know, on the comment section, laughing at me about the Pritchard thing. Like that's that's inevitable. I don't I don't think it's an if. I think it's a win. Like when he's ready to take over, who's to say Kemba won't flourish? It could be a, in a transition, in a, in a yeah. Six, in a six-man roll off the bench, just just pure scoring, you know, point production that this team has has essentially, has essentially hasn't had right at, at, at least until Isaiah Thomas turned into a starter. I mean. When's the last time they had a six man that could that they could rely on for solid point production? You know, who 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 wasn't you know thrust into the into the starting lineup, you know what I mean? Like like I think again, that's down the road, but keeping Kevin Brown the worst thing in the world. It's just that 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 contract. I mean, again, I we knew that heading into this, that there's a good chance that he's gonna stay in that on the books with the Celtics.
0: And people always freak out about the money at this point, and this goes back to what we were talking about with Smart and Fournier the money's the money at this point they're going to be in the tax they're going to be spending a lot of money on this team so they might as well spend the money to have it be the best team possible giving up kemba for role players or money filler coming back or even another bad contract coming back at this point is counterproductive and like john said with smart you don't want to give up smart for nothing either um so i think ultimately you just run this back and give yourself some options to get out of stuff into next year. Like you could always trade smart into next year. You could always fire Brad if the season starts as a disaster next year, but you got to give this team a shot to get it right. Cause I do think, you know, we haven't seen them respond to the humbling of this season, but an off season to think and reflect on it. Everything that happened uh, could be productive. You know, uh, these guys probably took like a night in, night out approach this year with how condensed everything was. They weren't trying to get too high off the wins, they weren't trying to get too low off the losses. And I don't think there was a lot of in-season time for reflection adjustments and uh certainly not practice. Not practice, yeah. Yeah, that's
1: another thing too. We gotta I mean we haven't talked about that enough with Brad. I mean, he's the kind of coach that just he's a that's practice what he's coach, right? All about. <laughs> yeah, Like he's not gonna just motivates you with his speeches or his you know let's win one for the gipper you know all that stuff like he's not that kind of coach he he he, he will make a team better with the more time he gets with them and yeah and obviously and that's if,
0: if 85 you know, percent
1: Parker... or 85% of the of the time you're spending with the team is just playing games that's not how brad works you know yeah. Brad brad relies on that practice time more than anyone in the nba more than any more than most coaches i i think in terms of how effective he can be
0: and that's a good point on parker too how many practices has parker had one i think yeah so brad probably doesn't have a sense that he knows what he needs to do here yet in terms of the system and the play calls and everything else uh now that once he threw him in right away so that's all we got on tonight next is yeah we're being summoned minnesota at a to be determined time i believe So the weekend games haven't been scheduled yet in terms of times. They try to throw everything in the afternoon on Sunday with the Knicks game. They wanted everything to be done by like 4.30 so we could do like a playoff preview, I guess, ten the week. Um, But the team freaked out because they all had to do COVID testing at 5, 6 a.m. If that was the case, especially on the West Coast. Uh, So those games will be spread out. We might get a night game on Sunday, uh, possibly. So we'll see when those times come out. But Saturdays, Minnesota... Sunday is New York, and that is the season. Celtics will be the seventh seed. We'll see if they get the Pacers, the Net, uh, the Wizards, or the Hornets. All three of them are in play at this point uh, for that first playing game. But looks like we'll have a playing game to go to or two at TD Garden here. So, Joe Sweat Pavone, Bobby Manning, we will see you over at Locker Room.